Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of Comic Book Characters, the greatest podcast in the world, at least ranked by us, about comic book characters, about comic book storylines, I guess we can say. Um, anyway, uh, this is your co-host, Ig. You're here for a brand new episode. we got a lot of stuff to cover, and joining me, as always, the co-host of this show, Al. How's it going, man? Hey, man. It's going great. Uh, weather's really nice here in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, it's uh, not up here in Boston. Actually, there's still snow on the ground, and, you know, it's not going to really? melt probably until <laughs> June, maybe? W- wow, really? Uh, maybe long. not. I don't know. There's a couple days... I was looking in the forecast in the 50s, so I'm thinking maybe, maybe you know, maybe it'll start to, uh, to, 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 to kind of, you know, start to melt. But no, there's still there are there's still snow around. It's kind of crazy. That is, I didn't, I had no idea that the lingering effects of the snowocalypse that you guys constantly have to deal with uh, lasted that long, like well into the summer. Yeah, I mean the mountains um, of snow are just so big, and they're clearly not as big as what they used to be. You know, yeah. especially on the street that I live in, um, that I live on, um, you can tell that they've off, they've obviously gone down quite a bit. But then there's yeah. like these what they call snow farms, where they basically the cities and towns around here don't have any room to put this snow, so they like come in with big trucks and like haul it to an area. And those places yeah. just look like giant mountains of snow. Still, there's one right by my work, and it's it's huge. It's like the size of a building. So. That's right. And then the other thing is you actually live on a hill too, right? So like as the snow melts, does it just cause like <laughs> these mini avalanches of well, mostly decomposed snow <laughs> sliding down the street? Yeah, I mean if it were to be like, I don't know, if there was like a day just out of nowhere that was 90 degrees, I don't really know what would happen. I feel like it would be just like massive flooding everywhere cuz like the snow would wow. melt so quickly that there would just be all this damn water. <clears throat> In a way, I'm kind of glad that it's uh it's gradual. yeah gradually getting warmer or else my yeah. basement would be flooded but anyway that's what nice. i'm that's what i'm dealing with i'm just happy that the oil <laughs> truck got up my hill finally because it wasn't able to do that for so long and i finally i finally have heat i'm finally not freezing my yeah. ass off so that's nice all right man that's good use blankets next time i don't know i'm, I'm sure uh, it's so cold that you can't i have these are you kidding blankets. me that's that's yeah. been my like saving uh, those fucking blankets saved my life this winter um yeah no, no, I've I've been using blankets quite a bit, but um, well, if it makes yeah, go ahead, man. <laughs> if it makes it feel any better, in June when you're when the snow is finally melting off and you're enjoying your cool breezy sixty degree weather, I'm pretty sure it's going to be 120 degrees. Oh in yeah, San Antonio. That is the time of year where I am actually the worst. quite happy to be living up here. So, so. <clears throat> you know, anyway, it's a trade-off. But hey, uh, this is a podcast about uh, comic book stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. So I guess we can't spend uh, the whole time talking about snow. Yeah, I do. I want to talk about snow though. <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Uh, yeah, we've got a lot of stuff to cover this week. So, like last week, we had the big Batgirl story, uh, which took a big That's chunk right, of yeah. the cast. And I was arguing that it was maybe quality over quantity. I'm not going to say that this week is quantity over quality, because I, I still think we're going to have some quality takes, but we definitely have a ton of quantity as well this week. If we don't uh, have good takes this week, we're at least going to have a lot of them. This is we're going to have be, a lot of them. This is going to be multiple takes. Irrefutable yeah. that we are going to have a lot of takes and a lot of things to cover. So the most you guys takes, try to argue about that. 
That's what, yeah. that should be our tagline. The most takes. The most takes, yeah. Not the best takes. Yeah. The most takes, <laughs> week in, week out, here at CBC. Um, yeah, so one of the things that, that got uh, released uh, in the time from the last podcast is yet another... Uh, it's like we say, Marvel, you know, you're right, man. I think they just, they have some kind of system in place. They uh, released an Avengers TV spot. Uh, I believe it was during, the, like, one of the first games of March Madness. Brilliant. Uh, is when they, re- yeah, they're so smart. I mean, everything is so deliberative with them, uh, with Marvel. But they released this this Avengers TV spot. It's only about a minute long, and we'll play it uh, in just a minute. Uh, lots of action in it. Some great Spader uh voiceover mm-hmm. again yep. they 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 know where the money is right like because spader is doing such a good job with the the ultron voice uh my favorite thing i mean they show a ton of stuff they show hulk fighting they show black widow fighting they show thor hitting a lot Captain of things America's shield flying like a baseball bat. fighting yep new, robots new york getting everywhere. destroyed yet again yeah god new york man what did new york ever do to the world it's incredible to make every filmmaker in the world hate new york where they're just constantly destroying new york but uh you would think the citizens would uh, be like can you guys just like move to the midwest like what about chicago yeah you know like chicago's just like getting nothing 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 la nothing really i mean you would think it would just be a ghost town new york like why would anyone even live there at this point you know what it is though it's because of the iconic skyline of new york so they just have a lot of stuff to knock over it's like it's like a factory of jenga towers oh of course no no, no, i I get that i just don't understand yeah why people still live there right in in terms of like the reality of whatever film it is yeah i completely agree just move it's not worth it especially in marvel because it's all like a one universe right so obviously the citizens of new york were there for the Shatari invasion. They were there for all of like, it, dude. They were there. I would, I would be God. Like the next week, I'd be like, Nah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't want to be in the town with the aliens invading. Right. This isn't gonna get any better. Buildings falling. So let's uh, not. Let's let's go somewhere at else. the at the very least. What is their tax situation like? <laughs> like all the citizens of New York must would have to be paying the highest tax just uh, to rebuild everything. Yeah, to I rebuild know. everything. It'd be crazy. It's a um, great city for yeah. construction work, though. I mean, those guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, okay, it's just totally tangent, uh, but I actually used to know a guy whose uncle was one of those crane operators in New York. Oh, right, yeah. Like, the, the really, really tall ones, like the, you yeah, know what I'm talking yeah, about? I, I mean, exactly he used to live about. there, so, the, like, the, and anyway. Yeah, you see those uh, everywhere, dude. That's not just New York, yeah. But yeah. Well, no, 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 I know, but, but they're very common in New York, right. and, uh. Well, anyway, he was, he was one of those operators, and you have to have like, all these special licenses and stuff. But uh, you get paid something like sixty or eighty dollars an hour to be an operator. That is nice of, of those cranes. Yeah, and these guys in the comic like, so book world—I mean, they must be driving up their prices because yeah, you know, they are in demand. Totally, they're they're like on speed dial. Yeah, that should be the next storyline. Yeah. It's like it's like construction workers become. Like, you know, CEOs of companies and like, you know, they're just because they yeah. just have so much money. They start to rule I wonder, that city. I wonder if you could, if Marvel, I mean, I don't think Marvel would ever want to do this, but I wonder if, if they would ever want to do kind of more like a low budget <clears throat> indie type film that's more humanized. And, and that story is like on the street. So it's like the perspective of, or a, you know, an actual citizen of New York or maybe in, like in the comic worker. book universe. Is that what you're saying? Right, they're yeah. in the comic book universe, but it's a it's a much more grounded story 
that doesn't really have like necessarily the heroes and everything in it. It's just like the aftermath of all the destruction. I actually see that being like a very natural progression. And like it 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 would be kind of funny if that's essentially what indie movies become, you know, because like comic book oh. movies are just so just take over everything. Just take over yeah. everything that like the only way you can even get a movie made is like to have some kind of comic book element to it. <laughs> Um, right, like there, like there's some cop who's like an alcoholic father because he's he's a, he's a cop on the beat in Hell's Kitchen and he's got to deal with Daredevil. Yeah, and right. he's just like, you know, like he just ruins his life, and so then his son and his wife are like abused, and like that's the story. Like, <laughs> <laughs> man, again, I feel like we're giving out too many good ideas. Someone's gonna run with that, uh, <laughs> you know, ten. <laughs> 15 but, years from now, but uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, somewhere down the line. So getting back to the Avengers trailer, though, uh, lots of cool stuff happening, as always. Though I didn't, finally there get, was no Vision, right? Yeah. I didn't see any in this. I didn't see Vision yeah. in this one. No, right, no Vision. I think they're trying to kind of keep him under wraps and just tease him with that, you know, that one thing where we saw his face. Yep. Uh, maybe he's going to be one of the bigger reveals in the film. My favorite part of the trailer, uh, amongst... There's, there's two things. One, there's a scene where all of the heroes are moving in slow motion and like they're attacking from the left side going to the right and they're, they're like yeah, in a they're forest like flying. or something. Yeah. They're like flying in midair and it that is like straight out of a comic book. That's a comic book panel, exactly, yeah. Totally. Like looks so good on film too. Like I'm right. just like god, this is what I wanted. Like this is this is what you always wanted as a kid hoping to see your heroes like in a film. Yeah, I'm way. sure that's what the inspiration was for that shot too because it's so much like the the comic book panel like the prototypical comic book panel the, of, the composition yeah right. it's where like you have it's a like ton of characters and they're all yeah. kind of you know yeah perfectly framed you get to see each one you know you got mm-hmm. the perspective and they're all kind of going in the same direction trying to fight yeah. a common enemy uh by the yeah, way who cool. who who is the enemy on the other side of that like i feel bad for them it's probably ultron it's but if probably... it's not if it's anyone else like they're they're gone yeah. right they're done it's got to be <laughs> the army of ultrons uh, i would imagine but yeah i don't know um they looks really so show good. It, so. Yeah, they don't. I can't wait to see what it actually is in the film. But so the other part that I really enjoyed uh, was Captain America. There's a brief scene where he does like this kind of acrobatic flip with a motorcycle, and he throws a full motorcycle like at something. And uh, I just think it's really cool because it shows you like the true strength that Captain America has. They they've you know, hinted at it in the movies and his own Captain America movies and in the previous Avengers film, but you, you haven't really seen him do something quite that superhuman to this point uh, that I can recall. That's interesting. So I just thought he was a cool little he does have superhuman beat. strength, right? At least in the comics? Yeah, well, in the comics, I think he's a little depowered in the movie. I mean, he's, yeah. like, super strong, but he's, you know, like, I don't think he can lift a car, right? for instance, and I think the reason he's able to lift the motorcycle is because he's using momentum and force uh, to help. But, I mean, he could still throw it. That's Obviously, that's still something. Do um, you think Brock Lesnar could do that? I'm wondering, like, is, it, is that an actual superhuman feat? Or you think a human could... To, to could... throw a motorcycle? Yeah. I bet you Brock Lesnar could throw a type of moped. <laughs> well, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know about a full motorcycle. You know who might be able to... Is the guy, and I know you don't watch Game of Thrones. Shows, I don't think you do. The guy from Game no, of Thrones. No, I know exactly that, what you're talking about. That, that guy's like a fucking that mountain. Big ass. Yeah. The, he, he's called the Mountain in the show. Well, That's his yeah, character's well, name. He, he's the Mountain. Uh, he's a giant mountain of a dude, and he, I think he 
He broke some uh, weightlifting record that was like a thousand years old. <laughs> Do you ever watch like those shows on like ESPN? There was like the strongman right. competitions where they would just like yeah. go around like throwing tires, or, like, throwing tires, <laughs> pulling airplanes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, just doing like this crazy shit. Like there, I remember there was one where yeah, like one of them, like you had to lift like a hollowed out VW bug. Well, there you go, dude. If you can do that, I bet one of those guys I mean, could probably pick up a They didn't lift it over their head or anything. Yeah. But yeah, they might be able to. You're right. Anyway. You're right. Anyway. So, uh, it, anyway. It was cool. And like, you know, they're just, they're slowly, not even slowly. They're just, you know, they keep building up excitement for this movie. Every trailer seems to kind of have something different in it. And this one had a little something different in it, too. Uh, I thought maybe we could play it for our audience. It's only yeah. a minute long. And see if you can guess what the... Uh, what the little, you know, the difference is, or maybe like the little treat there at the end? Yeah, there's Just a little uh, Easter egg, maybe. All right, here we go. Sort of. I'll set up, boss. Actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything. Make everyone look cooler. The Avengers, how can you possibly stop me? Show them what we got. for a living but you slipped here hey big guy that's all in the swing if you step out that door you're an avenger you didn't see that coming all right it's time for some fun There it is. <laughs> oh man! And did, I really didn't. Did you? We not, really did, did not that see that okay. coming. Um, we thought this would be a good opportunity to play round two of a game uh, that we like to call the Seanery, and it's a <laughs> it's a, in honor of uh, Sean Connery, who um, in honor of Sean Connery. They, oh, Sean's joining us on the podcast today. Um, big we, fan of CBC. big big fan. Uh, we did this uh, a while back, actually, on a different iteration of this podcast, where we had a uh, an impression off. We each did our best Sean Connery, and um, I got to say, I completely choked under the pressure. Did probably my worst impression ever of Sean Connery. Uh, you you brought the heat, you brought the funk and the noise, and you won that competition um, fair and square. Yeah. I thought maybe we could play round two and do our best Quicksilver. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally game. Uh, that's, uh, I'm really curious what uh, Aaron, is it Aaron Johnson, Ta- Aaron Taylor Johnson, right? Uh, uh, those three name guys always fuck me up, but anyway, go for it. I, I yeah, don't know, he, he, but I think the guy it's from Kick Ass and Godzilla, yeah. uh, he's Quicksilver. I it makes sense that there that he has an accent. Uh, it's kind of interesting because usually with these kind of films, they just even if somebody's like ethnic in some way, they just screw it. They say they, you know they say fuck it and they just yeah let them have an American accent. But it looks like he's he's gonna go for it and. Uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't, don't want to bag on him or anything. It sounds kind of funny out of context, but maybe you know, if he's just talking throughout the film, it it would be it has, not distracting. Yeah. It has right. That's <laughs> I don't know. that's the word, right? It has the potential to be super distracting. But before we get into that, 
Let's yeah. let, let's let's give our best. Uh, okay, our best impression. Uh, so, do you since I guess I since I won last time for the Shannery, I, I would like to go last. Okay. So if you can go first. It's not actually fresh in my head, even though I just played it. So this is probably gonna suck. But here we go. You didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, man. Did you think that was good? I thought that's I, probably gonna I be. I feel like I sounded like. Like an 80-year-old version of Quicksilver. <laughs> like he ran so fast he aged himself? Yeah. yeah uh, all right. right, let's see what you got. This is Okay, let's see what I can do. Uh, man, I haven't ever tried this accent, so this is going to be fun. You didn't see that coming? Oh, my God. That is awful. That sounded that, exactly uh, that like, like Sean your Connery. Sean Connery. <laughs> 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 you only do right, one you know impression. What? You want a second so try? I'll give you a second try. Let's let's each do one more take. Oh my god! Really? Really have to do yeah, it? Yeah, I think we should each okay. do one more. Right, Just do it one more time. Am I going first? Yeah, go ahead. All right. You didn't see that coming. I think your first one was stronger, but that was still pretty I, good. I, don't know I think both doing. of those were better yeah. than my first attempt. So let, let's see here. I'm gonna give it my all. You didn't see that coming? Oh, my God. That just sounded like your regular voice. That was ah! not even an impression. All right. We're moving on. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, that you know was... what, dude? Well, uh, we'll leave it up to the listeners to, to decide. Yeah. Um, so, guys out there in CBC Universe, uh, please vote on the Facebook page. Uh, just comment. Um, Igor Al. That's all you got to do. Just put our name, you Igor could, Al, and we'll tally us. him up. You could email us cbcharacters at gmail.com or twitter handle at cbcharacters and of course there's the facebook page facebook.com forward slash neil before pod um but anyway dude the the accent i think it could be super distracting um yeah do you know i mean off the top of your head any comic book characters that in the comic universe do have an accent but that in a kind of movie, I guess a Hollywood movie, they, they took that away from them or they kind of changed that character to make it not so distracting? Well, so, yeah, actually, uh, Black Widow. Because Black Widow is supposed to be Russian, Russian, right? Right. And there are some instances where Scarlett Johansson does kind of have a little bit of a Russian accent, I think especially in Iron Man 2. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of just disappears. I have a um, feeling that's kind of what what's going to happen with Quicksilver. Probably, probably. Um, now with 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 Natasha with Black Widow, you can easily make and it, this is the argument that people make is that well she's a super spy, she knows different dialects, and she just prefers to sound American. Like that's kind of how they rationalize it. Um, right. You know, with Quicksilver, you don't really have that easy out <laughs> if he just drops the accent at some point. But I just have a hard time seeing him do that accent the entire movie and for any future movies as well. <laughs> I don't know that that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm hoping it's a little bit like um, Kevin Spacey's accent in House of Cards, where like at first you're like, oh, he's, oh my God, he's doing a Southern accent. That is, that's awful. And then by like the fourth, fifth episode, it's just Kevin Spacey being Kevin Spacey. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I forgot all about that. Um, I think it's risky. I mean, it's... I mean, I don't know. I just unless unless you got like someone who's really good at accents, and there are some actors who are like awesome at it. Christian Bale, 
yeah. can do all kinds of accents. Of course, yeah. the, the, actor, the actors I have in mind are almost all British. They just <clears throat> right. seem to do really good accents, including American accents, to the point where you don't even realize that they're British. Um, but I don't know if this guy's got the chops to do that, man. I just, I, well, I we'll don't know. See. I have my doubts, you but know. we'll see. It's hard. It's hard to tell off of one line from this TV trailer. Like, but at the same time, they probably picked his best they take. They tried to pick the best line. <laughs> but you know what? Or, or maybe, that's true, but also maybe the wording of the line is why they put it in the trailer, because they're like, they're kind of like a wink and a nod, like, oh, you didn't see that coming, right, right. that he was going to have an accent. Right. It kind of works both ways. Here's the other thing I noticed when you, when you, when we uh, you played the trailer for us. That trailer is made up almost entirely of one-liners, which is which is fine for a TV trailer, right? Because uh, it's super short and it's a lot of action. You could hear all the action playing in the background, but almost everyone just says like one line, right? 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 Like Thor's like it's all in the swing, or like yeah, <laughs> or like Ultron. Even Ultron goes like now it's time to have fun or whatever. <laughs> like was that I Sean Connery really playing? Ultron? Oh, God, I can't get off of the Connery now. I don't know what's happening. Well, sticking with oh, the... Ev- oh, yeah. Were you going to do another one there? What was that? No. It looked no, like you had no. something lined up. No. All right. Well, no. keeping with the Avengers, um, keeping that kind of thread going, there was more news in... Uh, mm-hmm. More Avengers news this week uh, with the announcement that the Russo brothers, uh, who directed Captain America the Winter Soldier and mm-hmm. who are slated to also direct Captain America Civil War, will be according to reports, directing Avengers 3 and 4, which is going to be the Infinity War storyline, which is like one of the right. one of the coolest storylines, at least in my view, uh, in the Marvel Universe. Um, what do you think about this? Um, these guys did Captain America Winter Soldier, which I thought was one of the better movies in the, in the kind of Avengers series. Um, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you feel about this? I'm I'm on board. Um, I mean, these are these are guys that are along with um, uh, <laughs> I can't think of his name. Just Whedon, the guy who did no. Well, yeah, Whedon, uh, but the guy who did like Kick Ass and Wanted. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. No, uh, anyway, we'll get back to it. So that that's the guy who I originally wanted to do Spider Man, the new Spider Man right. film. Um, these the um, Russos, by the way, started with Arrested Russos. Development. Um, right, which is really funny. They did a they did Arrested Development, and they also developed uh, Community, which was a show that was on NBC for some years and is now on Yahoo Screen. Yep, is what they call it. Um, they actually directed the first episode of Community for this season. I like that um, Marvel's going after guys with this kind with that kind of like sensibility. You know, with like these guys and Joss Whedon, they know how to write funny dialogue and that's really right, how to infuse humor how to use humor and how to use levity in the correct moments um right that's really important to not make it so dark and so overbearing right that's really important to what marvel has created um yeah with their kind of aesthetic so it makes perfect sense that they would have these guys but you I know think i think you, they I think also just... showed that they can be that they can do action and kind of Oh yeah! Serious. Uh, I mean, fighting some of those action America. sequences in Winter Soldier are just top notch. Like the opening sequence with Captain America, like yeah. going onto that ship. Right. That's that's an amazing sequence. Like, I've I've watched just that sequence a few times on its own, just because I'm just like, man, this is such a cool, you know, sequence of events. Um. So and I, yeah, and, I think, I, and you're right. I think they probably played a big role in um in making Falcon such a 
interesting and funny character. Like I found myself wanting to watch a whole movie of that guy. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. like I feel like Whedon and these guys do a, do a really good job with these kind of secondary, not necessarily secondary characters, but you know characters that kind of pop in and out and giving them right. giving them a, a strong personality. And that's that's really big. And like, yeah, I thought I thought uh, these, Captain America these had sort a lot of, of ensemble cast, yeah. right? Captain America like, had a lot like of humor Whedon, to it. Definitely. With with Whedon, you've got he comes from Firefly and like Buffy, and those are ensemble type casts. So he. You've got all these secondary characters kind of popping in and out, just like you said. And with the Russos, Arrested Development, again, characters popping in and out, but all very interesting. Community has a lot of characters that kind of pop in and out and are all sort of distinctively interesting. Um, But one thing I wanted to touch on that you said earlier that, that I thought was perfect is you said the Marvel aesthetic. And I think that's exactly what it is. Like, Marvel... Marvel Cinematic or Marvel Studios has a very unique aesthetic for how they want their universe to be portrayed, how they want the progression of of, of their movies to be infused with humor, right, right, um, and and sort of like this bright light quality, because um, even Captain America, which had a lot of dark spots and it was a very heavy film in some in some places, had a lot of that humor in it and it had a lot of other type of interaction that was really, I think, essential to what makes these films so enjoyable. I know. I think you're totally right. right. And I, I, I kind of like what you said about, you know, uh, having characters pop in and out of community and Arrested Development. That stuff really does kind of train you in, in, in writing interesting, complex characters in really quick little snippets. And, like, that's kind of... You need that kind of a skill to direct Yeah, it is definitely a skill. Um, Because you have all these characters and you have to kind of keep track of them and make them interesting and give them their little moments uh, in the movie. Right. And I'll take it one step further because they're going to be directing Avengers 3 and 4 which is the Civil War Yeah, even more characters, right. Or not Civil War, uh, the Infinity War. Yeah, even more characters. So, like, maybe these guys might be in fact, the maybe other than Whedon you know, we'll see, but uh, maybe these guys are actually the best suited to do this. So, so kudos on Marvel to to realize that and and really step up. And I'm sure the Russos are excited. Uh, I saw a behind the scenes feature on on uh, Winter Soldier, and they looked like they were having a blast. Yeah, and you I'm, know, making that film. I'm, I'm actually excited to see what these guys can do with the Spider Man character because you know it's ah, funny yeah. like how much we've talked about the Marvel aesthetic in this in the in the movie universe, um, but really that aesthetic probably fits the most with the spider-man comic you know the actual mm-hmm. like comic that one to me seems like it would it, it just fits in so well with 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 what marvel's trying to do it's just funny that he hasn't yeah. really been a part of it yet um he hasn't had a chance right <laughs> but speaking of spider-man i wanted to kind of get your yeah. take on a little bit of spidey news um that actually well, comic book news, it was right? yeah it's actual paper and ink comic book news um uh this one actually the, the news kind of hit um, in the middle of the week last week, so we didn't uh, get to it on the podcast. But um, it's actually a, uh, a storyline, a comic uh, called The Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. And the interesting thing about this storyline is that it essentially undoes one of the most unpopular storylines in Spider-Man history. And I thought, because this you had such a like direct relationship with this that you could talk about it maybe kind of quickly explain what happens in that storyline and then uh i just want you to talk about your reaction because it's it's pretty tremendous yeah no problem i yeah i had a very i would say visceral reaction uh to (laughs) you weren't the only one 
Not at all. Not by a long shot. Uh, so just, you know, I've been reading in some fashion or another Spider-Man comics since I was about three, four years old. I mean, it was really one of the first things I ever read. Right. Um, so it's always, it's really been a part of my life for a long time. So what happened was about eight, eight or nine years ago, uh, and I think it was Joe Casada who was the end at the, at that time, the editor in chief of Marvel decided, which, and I'm not even saying this was a, you know, I can see where he was coming from, but he was like, I don't want our superheroes to be married. It, it, it makes them boring. It right. gives them, it doesn't give them enough room to breathe as characters, male or female. We just don't want them to be married. I can kind of see the point, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 and, and again, as a thought, I can see how, yeah, okay, I could see how you would consider that. It's kind of like how the in thing. The Office, once uh, Jim and Pam got together, that show kind of went to hell, because it was like, uh, where do you go from here? But anyway, yeah, keep, keep going. I didn't mean to. Yeah, you're right. It got kind yeah. of weird. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, um, so what ended up happening, and at that time, Spidey had been married, uh, I don't know, about 20, 25 years of more or less half of his existence. And and so Jokasa said, nope, we got to get rid of it. Now, Again, not totally against it. It's just the way that they did it. There's a storyline called One More Day. Mm -hmm. And essentially what happens is Aunt May gets critically injured. And she's on her deathbed. She's going to die. And Spidey, uh, Peter, and Mary Jane meet up with Marvel's version of the devil, which is a character named Mephesto. That's right. He's essentially the devil. And through some crazy comic bullshit, <laughs> that's what it was. Essentially. They yeah. they make a pact with Mephisto, and he says, "Okay, I will I will make it so that Aunt May doesn't die, but in return, you have to give me that which is most precious, the love between two people that are truly in love." Mm-hmm. Whatever. Whatever. Um, they agree to it. Um. Mephisto is <laughs> a super dick move, right. which I actually like. This is the one thing I liked about the storyline. And what is like an ultimate dick move, right before he undoes like their marriage, and I'll explain how they do that in just a second, he shows them, like, oh, like he opens like a portal, <laughs> right? So where Mary Jane and Peter can see. And it's, then, it's like this little girl with red hair. <laughs> and she's like super happy and like jumping and yeah. playing with shit. And they're like, what is that? Who is that? And Mephesto goes, that was your daughter that you would have had if you'd stayed in love. <laughs> so, so, like, that part I liked. Like, I thought, I thought, okay, well, if he's supposed to be the devil or whatever. Does he, like, does he drop a mic move. at that point? Yeah, right? Like, I liked that part. I was like, oh, okay. But what, event, what essentially he does is he wipes their marriage and their love from their minds and from everyone else's minds in the entire Marvel universe. Jesus. Just makes no sense. It makes no like, sense. There's just no And it's so obvious that it's like, okay, we need to basically re- reboot this entire series. How do we get there? And it's just yeah. like and it's just the like sloppiest well, the, kind of like easiest way to do it. Right. And I'm going to I don't want to go too far with this cuz I could seriously probably do a whole podcast on just <laughs> this thing. It was such a big thing in the Spider-Man but the writer at the time of Spider-Man, the head writer, his name was uh, 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 J. M. Krasinski. Isn't that the actor from The Office? 
No, that's John Krasinski. This is uh, that's John Krasinski. This guy's name is what was Krasinski. what was the name of the storyline? I can look it up. The Spider-Man. Story. One more day. One more day. Okay. One more. You can day. keep talking. I'll look it up. Okay. He he did Babylon Five. He helped create Babylon Five, and he wrote on that TV show. Straczynski. Yeah, really... Michael Straczynski. Yes, Straz... yeah, Michael Straczynski. Okay, so he was so pissed at Marvel and at Joe Casada about this whole story, like because this wasn't his idea. Right. That he quit. He's just like, nope. He wrote He oh wrote the issue. He wrote the last issue where Mephesto undoes everything. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm out. I'm not going to write anymore. Fuck you guys. Like, wow. this is this is so dumb. He's like, I've just spent the last two years rebuilding this character and making him interesting. And you've you've just totally screwed yeah. the whole and thing just like out. one so fell swoop. He was out. It's gone. Right. Yeah. So he, he was done. Like, and, and not only was he done a ton and i mean thousands and thousands and thousands of fans were done they're like i'm out not gonna read this anymore this is the dumbest thing you just wiped out 25 years of continuity and you were one of those fans i was one of those fans and to be honest uh from then to this day i have not consistently read spider-man as a comic book I, i i peek every now and then to kind of see what's going on um the the current writer is a guy named dan slot and uh he actually just recently uh, finished up a storyline called Spider-Verse, which is maybe the best Spider-Man story I've ever read. Like, it's the most fun to read, at least. Oh, that sounds cool. Um, he pull, it's, it's really hard to explain. I don't want to go into it too much. But just, if you like Spider-Man in any form, whether that's any of the cartoons from the 60s, 80s, or 90s, the movies, uh, any of the comic book versions of Spider-Man, if you like any of that stuff, please, I, I highly recommend you read Spider-Verse. They're going to release it on trade paperback soon. It's such a fun ride and a good story and a fun story to read. It's really what Spider-Man should be. Yeah. It's It's got action, there's high stakes, and there's humor, and it's just really well done. Are you surprised um, that it took them this long to undo the, the One More Day storyline? I mean, that happened uh, eight years ago. Like, Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So what you were talking about earlier is they're doing this thing called uh, Renew Your Vows, which I think is kind of a dumb title. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, I, I would have just gone with, like, Vows or Spidey, hey, we're sorry we fucked up the last <laughs> eight years. and so, Frowny face. Yeah, the first issue was free. Frowny, yeah, yeah frowny face. <laughs> um, that that would have been a more ap- appropriate title. Right. But so what Marvel's going to be doing this summer, this big event, it's called Secret Wars. It's sort of hark back to the storyline, much like Infinity War, a very pivotal thing in Marvel and a really cool story um, from the 80s. But they're, they're kind of redoing it, and it's going to have these really long, impacting uh, events that what comes out of secret wars is going to change every character supposedly uh moving forward but the most important thing yeah. about this is that it brings back peter and and mary jane right and and right so there's a lot of there's a lot of sub stories so there's like a thor sub story there's an iron man sub story there's avengers sub stories there's going to be a spider-man sub story and that one is called renew your vows and essentially what they're going to do is I don't, and I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to show you a world in which Spider-Man or Peter Parker and Mary Jane stayed together. They never did that bullshit deal with right, Mephisto, right. and they have a daughter. And there's 
rumor that that actually might end up being the Spider-Man that we have, like, proper in the comic book universe. Though it's also being described as, quote-unquote, the last Spider-Man story, so whatever the hell that means. Um, yeah. That, it should be interesting. They're being though. really cryptic. Yeah. Uh, but I can just say, again, and you can probably hear the emotion in my voice, or the passion, maybe. <laughs> I'm really excited to see what they do with this. It'll be nice to see kind of like a what could have been story at least. Yeah. And maybe depending on the reaction the fans give, maybe Marvel decides, you know, ultimately to scrap the Mephisto era version of Spidey. Um, yep. Just like, uh, forget about that, guys. We, uh, sorry. We're starting over. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Well, um, you want to jump into some DC news? What yeah, do you think? let's 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 flip it over, flip, flip it and reverse it, it exactly. to the DC. Uh, you know, we've been trying to make a conscious effort to bring more DC to the podcast. Um, you know, DC doesn't help us a lot sometimes because they they just I guess they hate trailers. They don't like trailers. <laughs> um, they are they don't pretty like good at releasing some still images from time to time. And they and love we have, photographs. <laughs> we have one of those this week. It's <laughs> they love they love static photographs. Yeah, we'll kind of touch on a, uh, a couple of little news bits things. that popped up nothing major but uh one of the things that uh, we actually just saw was uh the first the first uh, shot if you will of um yeah of, uh, of heisenberg of, of, Heisen- no. of heisenberg <laughs> walter white yeah. uh, walter well walter white stands the stash like it's yeah but no go ahead it's, uh it's eisenberg jesse jesse eisenberg right mm-hmm. i'll make sure i'm pronouncing that right um yeah eisenberg luther uh and it's basically just an image of a bald Jesse Eisenberg. I mean, he's looking kind of menacing, but um, yeah. but that's about it. I mean, you know, you get these little these little teases from DC every now and then. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll link up the picture to the to the post so uh, everyone who hasn't seen it's just it kind of funny it, because but... it's like you know it's it's a bigger deal when like you show what Aquaman looks like or what Batman looks like or Superman because those guys have costumes. <laughs> but, like, right. Lex Luthor is just a bald guy. And it's like, oh, yeah, it here's Jesse like Eisenberg has... bald. Like, that's not... <laughs> it's like he has uh, that hereditary baldness thing where, like, you go bald early. Right. Like, that's all it is. Right. He could be making an ad for Hair Club for Men or <laughs> maybe Rogaine. Like, it's you're right. It's not that impactful. It's like, I mean, it's a good picture. He looks... Uh, you know, I think a lot of uh, when people when it was first announced that Jesse Eisenberg was going to be cast as Lex Luthor, a lot of people were like, wow, he's really young. You know, yeah. um, are they going to make him bald? Is he going to have hair because he's so young? Um, and so we have our answer now. Uh, he's going to be bald. And <laughs> I mean, I guess that's really all there is to it. There's there's not there's no motion in the action or like of action in the picture. He's literally just staring at you. Right. Well, it's like probably Karina. I mean, the Lex Luthor in Smallville was a was a young guy. Was bald and bald, yeah, young bald guy. Yeah. So I guess they were just continuing that trend, and you know, whatever. I just figured it. You know, we figured that it was something worth mentioning. Uh, but beyond that, I don't know that there's really a lot to say about it. <laughs> Except that um, I guess you know he pulls off uh, the bald look. Okay, so well, yep. good for you, Jess. Yeah, not not too bad. A couple of other um, things. You, oh, I'll let you kind of take the reins here. But a couple of other DC things that I know that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, uh, well, this is a small clip that I saw online uh, in the last couple of days was Jim Parsons. Uh, Jim Parsons, who is a Houston, Texas native, big Rockets fan. He actually made a, uh, Wait, just going on a tangent so who, here. So who is he, just for the people that don't know? 
Oh right, Jim Parsons. He's um he plays Sheldon in The Big Bang Theory. That's the right. thing he's most well known so for. So the tall He's actually guy. the tall like, Yeah, the really the tall kind of neurotic guy. Yeah. Uh you're going to love what I'm about to say. Oh, oh you're going to you're going to start laughing. He's also the voice actor oh for God. a new animated film called Home. Oh it's going to be coming out soon. <laughs> he's the voice of the alien in Home. I knew it. Um <sighs> But Jim Parsons is also a huge Houston Rockets fan. I'm just going on a tangent here. Um, Why are you talking about him he, I being just, a I just Rockets? <laughs> what is this? Because it's funny. No, but it's, okay. There's a funny. There's a there's a reason. He made a YouTube video for no reason, okay. just on his own. He had like a webcam. He made this little video on YouTube asking for Dwight Howard to come to the Rockets okay. when Dwight right. Howard was a free agent. Okay. He was just like. He made this impassioned video. I just what a fan Jim Parsons is of the Houston Rockets. I just thought that that was neat. He's a big fan of stuff. Okay, of stuff. Um, Good to know. Well, enough to make his own video on YouTube to Why get to get a basketball player to join his favorite team. I mean, that's that's the kind of fandom that we like in the comic book okay, universe, all right, fine, you know, and, and comic book characters. So, all right, I'm not mad. I'm just excited. Sounds like you're mad. Um, Okay, so I'm sorry, I'm just excited. So anyway, earlier this week, he was on some British like uh, TV show or internet show, and he was being interviewed, and they were asking him questions, like fan questions, and one of the questions he was asked was, you know, would you want to play a superhero in like a superhero film? And he said, yes, well, not necessarily a superhero, a supervillain, and he goes, I've always wanted to play the Riddler. Right. To which point the uh, guy that was interviewing him said, oh, that would be great. Like, I could totally see that. And he's like, yeah, I think so, too. Uh, and then uh, on the Internet, a lot of people have been responding also positively that they think he would make a good cerebral, sort of neurotic, cerebral version of the Riddler. Uh, something probably closer to what the video game version of the Riddler is uh, in those Batman Arkham City Arkham Knight right. uh, video games. Uh, now you, on the other hand, have a have a completely different take. I mean, that, yeah, that? I don't know. I've I haven't really seen much range from that guy. I just I mm-hmm. I think he probably could pull off the kind of like jokey, goofy version of the Riddler. But I just I don't know. I think it's going to be hard for him to be menacing in any way. Because like if you're a villain, you have to also there's got to be a sense of danger and like oh this right. guy could go off and really cause some harm. I just I don't know. I don't see that in him. I mean, maybe he'd maybe he'll surprise me, but I just I don't I don't see him being able to do that. I know what you mean, and I agree. He's a, he's like slight of build, like he's, he's totally slight of build, a string being. But like he's you also have so to physically have like, he's not impressive. Right, right. You have to have like you have to seem unstable, kind of unhinged. Like there's something off with you, and it's yeah. not as easy as just talking crazy and making you know. Saying stupid yeah. riddles, you know the Riddler's kind of a weird character anyway. But um, you know, because he's just he's like a jokester. He's kind of like the Joker, but not really. Um, would you say he's? <laughs> yeah, I would totally. You know what? The Riddler is completely Joker adjacent. That's what he is. Joker adjacent. Joker adjacent. Hashtag Joker adjacent. Um, he, but yeah, I just, I don't. You know what? What made. Like, the Joker, so what made, like, Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker so great was that, like, he could he could be funny and he could be telling jokes, but, like, he just had this feeling like he could at any moment just snap. snap. Yeah. I don't I don't see Sheldon from Big Bang Theory <laughs> quite 
doing that. But I don't know. He might prove me wrong. I've never seen him in a role like that, so I should probably wait and see. But my yeah. gut feeling is that no. he's not quite what I would be looking for in that role. Right. I mean, and really, at this point, there is no Riddler role to cast. Like, there's that character hasn't really been brought up in anything on DC's side. I'm sure at some point they'll get to it. Um, but you're right. I haven't seen Parsons in any kind of really dramatic role. So I don't know what his range is. Now, you say that you think his range might be limited, but that's only because he's only really been on this one show forever. Yeah, he's been on the one show and he was in that Muppets movie. I think that's pretty much all I've seen him in. So yeah, I'm, it's completely unfair that I'm that I'm pigeonholing him into uh, into this. But, well, um, you know, his, it's just his, kind of my his agent or his own career choices have have put him there as well so it's a little it's a little fair but yeah i just you know it's something to think about and you know i was actually trying to think well uh you know when we got this news and kind of while you were talking through it who i would pick as the riddler right um you know famously uh played by jim carrey uh back in the 90s Mm uh he did a pretty good job if anything I mean, this is probably more Joel Schumacher's fault than anything else. He was a little too caricature-ish, like too over the top. Um, I don't know if that was necessarily Jim Carrey's fault. Um, maybe. Maybe a little bit. Um, yeah. I don't really know who would be the Riddler. Like, I, I'm see, trying to think. I, I think Jim Carrey is actually a better choice. <laughs> because he is well, even now. funny. But he does have this. I mean, I think maybe because I just think of him in real life, and he just seems like he's got a little, a little crazy, crazy in him. Um, yeah. I think I think a, a good place to look is just you know, for people that are kind of natural comedians, but that have a little bit of edge to them. Um, what about? Oh God, dude! What about? Uh, or maybe this is. But have you seen? Like, if you've seen Foxcatcher? Oh my! Are you kidding me? I just watched that movie. I was actually going to bring it okay. up. I meant to bring it up earlier. Have you seen? So I, you've seen it. I, I have not seen oh. it. I've seen, <laughs> what <the> I've seen, <laughs> no, 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 no. But I've okay. seen trailers, and I've also seen like a five-minute clip of it. Okay. So I've seen I've seen like a chunk of the film enough to where I can kind of get a sense of you're gonna you're gonna name the, the tone. You're gonna say Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Steve Carell could do it, but I think he's got a weird build. I think I think his build wouldn't work. That's a weird thing to say about a guy, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he would. But win. I mean, in terms of he's naturally funny, like he is naturally amazing comic. And he can pull off creepy, weird essence. And and if you see Foxcatcher, by the way, I have seen the five minutes that Fox I saw Catcher, and I thought it was great. And Steve Carell's awesome in it. And uh, Ruff, Ta- Ma- Tatum Channing is awesome in it. Tatum Chatham, Tatum Chatham. Of all the guys yeah. in it, I think I was most impressed with Ruffalo. I thought Ruffalo was awesome in that movie. Time to get rough. Time to get rough. He he really is believable as like an old school wrestler. Like he's actually really good in it. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, I mean someone. Yeah, I mean I think you're on the right track. But there's got to be someone who can do that, but can also look believable as a imposing kind of physical. <laughs> we got to remember. But see, that's the thing. I, the Riddler in the comic isn't isn't least, doesn't like get doesn't like actually. He's get not involved. a physical guy. No, that's guy. true. Like. I'm not even saying he's got to look like a bodybuilder, but yeah, I just think, I think Carell, his his, <laughs> I don't know. You want to say, say he's too frumpy? I know <laughs> yeah, where you're going with this. But I mean, just you have it. to kind of think just about say, those things. Um, it's okay. He's also a bit older, maybe too a little. But too I mean, old even like Jared Leto or uh, Heath Ledger aren't like big guys, but they're athletic yeah. looking. You know, like I think the other I think it the helps other person I was that. thinking. Yeah. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to no, talk over fine. you. The other, the other. What about? Oh, the other what person- about Heath Ledger's co-star in Brokeback Mountain, Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, very good, Jake Gyllenhaal. I didn't think of. I was actually going to say Matthew McConaughey. Nah, um, I don't know. But, he tried but to no, turn I him into a Texan. I think, I think, yeah, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is is a better is a better option. And um, there you go. Yeah, that might be that might be it. If if he really gets d- fucking cast, I dude, I mean, what can we apply? Can we for start royalties? getting like back end yeah. points on stuff, like or at that. least like free merch, something from Marvel and DC? Because I feel like we're just throwing out all these great ideas, and they they tend to get picked up <laughs> within about a week or two. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so okay. More DC news. <laughs> yeah, more yeah, DC. Go for it. All the DC, all the time. Um, this is a little strange because uh, it doesn't come from DC directly. Um, this is like some, but yeah, but it's also a little timely because of the new uh, Furious Seven film that's going to be coming out in about a week or so. Oh, um, nice tie-in. Yeah, yeah. Vin Diesel, who is Groot. Yep. Right. You've got Groot there in the cast. Of Furious Seven, and Diesel, who apparently you, is like you, the most sensitive man in on Earth, and oh my like, God, he's like the, said like Groot, the, like, the heart the, of a poet. Yeah, he's he's just a beautiful <laughs> read, human being. <laughs> I read this article the other day. Okay, first of all, he named his daughter Paulina right. after Paul Walker, who is like his. I mean, really was like his best friend, right. and like it just crushed him that Paul Walker died. And I can totally get that. I mean, of course. Um, of course, that's gonna that's gonna be something you have to work through. But I read this article where he was talking about um, how how doing Guardians of the Galaxy and Groot, yeah. and how peaceful and how loving Groot is as a character, really was therapeutic for Vin Diesel to get through that rough time in his life, and he tried to in, infuse that into the Groot character. Just just, just like, when oh we God. thought there was nothing else we could say about Groot about how great of a character he is, and now. Yeah, I mean, it just keeps giving. It just keeps giving. But you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record here. Um, I know we have other things to cover, but I'm gonna go, go on, on record. record. Go for it. Hot take. I was wrong. I was wrong about Vin Diesel. I, oh my god. I kind of thought he was like a lunkhead, like a meathead type guy. Like just well, he definitely you know, played like those type of roles. And I was just like, he doesn't have a lot of acting range. He kind of bugged me. Yeah. But the more I've learned about him over the years, my mom is a huge Fast and the Furious fan. She's seen all of the movies <laughs> oh, can, multiple oh times. My God. Can we get her on the podcast to talk about this? I Maybe. Okay. I want her to rank Yeah, I, rank I've them. watched all of the movies with okay. her. Like, that's how much she loves right. them. And I like spending time with my mom. So, you know, it's 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 fun to do. Right. But, um, no, you know, it's funny because another side tangent the the Fast and the Furious universe kind of mimics the Marvel Cinematic Universe in that they've built this giant universe. There's multiple characters, and there's things in the films that connect to one another that pay oh, off it's, later. Oh, it's layered. I mean, you have to watch it at least ten it's, times to really get the full meaning. There's a lot of layer in Fast and the Furious. Like, that's weird to say, but they actually managed to build, like, a, a universe there. Right. Um, but, you know, the more I hear about Vin Diesel over the years and what I've seen him do as a human, like what he does as a regular person and as an actor, I just got to give him props. Like, I, oh, I'm wow. totally 180 on him. 180, 180 on, on him. I, I'm all for him. I'm glad he's around. I'm glad he's an actor. I like what he contributes to the world. 
That's great. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. That was really heartfelt. I'm sure Vin uh, is going to be listening <laughs> to that. And it's, it's, yeah, he's, he's probably going to be tearing anyway, up uh, right this moment. Um, so in Fast and the Furious 7 or whatever, Furious 7, you've also got The Rock, who's going to be a DC villain, Black Adam. That's right. Now, word is, word is that possibly another cast member from Furious 7 is also going to be joining the superhero ranks. And that person is Tyrese Gibson. Who I just know is Tyrese. Uh, I don't even use Tyrese. the last name, but yeah. That's true. That's true. He does get, he's a very, he's Oprah. He's, yeah, right. um. You don't need the last name. Pele. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> the one name, Madonna. The one name, Tyrese. Right. Uh, so he's been teasing, I, I guess teasing is the right word to use, that he's going to be playing Green Lantern. Uh, now, there are various versions of Green Lantern in the comic. There's Hal Jordan, who's a white guy. There's Guy Gardner, who's also a white guy, and I think he's from Boston. He's a redhead. He's a very Boston-type guy. Right. Um, and then there's John Stewart, not from The Daily not Show, the but John Stewart, the comic book character who is a black guy. Not the uh, blackest-sounding name, to be honest with you. Uh, John Stewart. No, sounds like a white Jewish guy. Especially that a daily TV show. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, he was. But teasing... so what Tyrese has been doing? He's been teasing that he's gonna play Green Lantern, or he wants to play Green Lantern. Hasn't you? You don't really know from what he's been posting. However, earlier this week, he posted on his own personal Instagram a photoshopped picture of him in the Green Lantern costume. And he posted something like, ready for this, or like, are you all ready for this, or, you know, something to that effect. And so now it's like the rumor bi- rumor mill is a buzz with, is Tyrese going to be Green Lantern? Now, here's the other thing. Green Lantern film doesn't come out until 2020. <laughs> so we got we're time. half a decade away. But much like with Spider-Man, uh, it looks like what DC is going to do is they're going to have a standalone film, but introduce Green Lantern prior to that in one of the other dc films whether it's justice league you know aquaman batman superman whatever like he's gonna show up somewhere else and i'm assuming Um, ryan reynolds is not in the picture anymore i think ryan is out he's dead pulling it from now on and i I think we're all better for it uh the, the thing is like for the most part, I haven't really seen much of a reaction on this Tyrese thing. Like people really. So this is. I mean, is that all it was, or was there any announcement from DC? Has there been any confirmation that this is happening? Well, I did a little bit of research. There hasn't been an official announcement. However, Tyrese did have an official meeting with Warner Brothers DC. Oh, interesting. Over the last seven to ten days, so, you know, if you put those two things together, it looks like maybe that is the direction they're going in now. Some of you might be asking out there that are listening to to this podcast, why go with Jon Stewart as opposed to Hal Jordan, who's kind of the more well-known version of Green Lantern? And there's a couple of reasons that DC and Warner Brothers might want to do this. One, it brings diversity to their superhero team, who is mostly white dudes at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So that's that's a big plus for them if they want to bring diversity, which... I would hope that they want would want to do that. Um, plus, it's organic. You know, John Stewart is a black guy in the comic book, so there's a natural, organic way to you know to make the 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 team diverse. The other thing is, there was a Justice League cartoon show that ran um, for about four to six years in the early to mid two thousands that was re- really really popular. Um, and, and widely regarded as a very well-written, well-produced show. And in that version of the Justice League, 
they had John Stewart, who was a black, uh, black guy, and also the Green Lantern. So you have all these kids who, in you know, around two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand six, might have been eight, ten years old. Well, you know, now they're in their twenties, early twenties, late teens, maybe getting into their thirties um, soon. You know, you've got their impression of Green Lantern is that John Stewart version because okay. that's who right, they grew right. up with. So it would kind of make more sense. For, for this John Stewart in the year 2020 to be that version of him, I, I I'm I'm just in awe that you spoke this long about Green Lantern. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know what? As you were speaking, I I was thinking about how, and I hate, I hate to dump on DC here because I, I really am pulling yeah. for them, and I hope they do create some some good movies. But when you really look at like just the tail of the tape, and just look at the actors <laughs> that DC has and the actors that Marvel has. It's not yeah. even close. Like Marvel has yeah. really been doing a great job in my estimation of going out and getting just good A-listers. actors. A-listers. Robert Downey Jr., Don Cheadle, Gwyneth Paltrow, Sco- Sco- eh, I wouldn't put her in that category, but I mean she's Dude, pretty good. Again with this? Yeah, Come again, on. Again, I'm going to do it. She's so good in her. Uh, that's so just good. her voice. I could have done but that. But that's why it's even better right. she's, I'll give her she's I'll give you anyway. that. And you're all into voice acting, so that's all you give a and shit about. And rough Come on, the, the rough. rough uh, they got Chris Pratt, who's like the hottest fucking commodity in Hollywood at the moment. Um, and what does DC have? You got like fucking Ben Affleck, who's never really been known for his acting chops. I mean, he's good director. He does. He's a pretty good director. I got. I'll give him that. Um, yeah. You got Jason Momoa again, not known for his acting. Uh, more of a kind of like a guy who's known for his look than anything. Yeah. Um, Tyrese would would kind of fit in with that kind of a casting, but Annette, again, not a guy. Who's the most impressive actor? Um, not a heavy lifter. Not a heavy lifter, but uh, none of these guys weight. are. Not you a know, heavy Superman. The last couple Supermans have been all no names. Um, yeah, I would say maybe The Rock, who's going to play Black Adam, is is their biggest guy. And the weird thing is, they're making him Black Adam, which is like Shazam's main villain, I guess. <laughs> and the funny thing is, but that's like yeah. if he's the best, he's the biggest guy you have in terms of name and stature. And you're making him the main villain of a character that's at this point maybe a C-list character in the DC roster. Yeah, no, you're right. I think I think their their casting has been really lackluster. And I just I don't know if it's just a lack of funds or what. Um, but uh, but yeah, when I when I compare the two, it's just uh, to me you're it's right. like night there's and no day. contest. Yeah, and it's funny I that mean, Marvel they did get has Christian Bale. Christian Bale. I mean, yeah, and you know the the Batman, the Batman. Um, I guess uh, the Nolan Batman franchise, the Nolan Batman really is the standout for DC. And I think can go toe to toe with anything that Marvel's put out. But after that, I mean, it's just slim pickings, man. And and now he's gone. (laughs) Yeah. Now, well, and the weird thing is in an interview I saw, and we're going on more tangents, but in an interview I saw, he, um, this is Christian Bale said, you know, he actually wanted to keep playing Batman. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny they they just ultimately decided to go in a different direction but he was like i, I wanted to keep doing it so yeah uh now will uh bigger question will michael kane still be part of the batman series yeah i don't know i mean they need they need him yep because he's a good actor you know they could they, they could use him for sure well dude let's um oh yeah. then going, going back to marvel again you got hugh jackman cumberbatch like there's oh yeah yeah no you're right man there's there is no competition at this time at this moment now, maybe these actors really grow into the role. Oh, yeah, and, like, the guy they got for The Flash is the... I can't even think of his name, but he's the guy from Perks of a Wallflower. 
Um, yeah, I don't the, know the his tall, name, skinny but dude. I know what you're talking about. I mean, he's a he's a decent actor. I saw that movie. He's good in it. Dude, even but even Daredevil not... has two really good leads in that, um, and yeah. that's a TV show. I mean, yeah, you got Vincent D'Onofrio. Right. Like, like if you if you heard Vincent D'Onofrio was Lex Luthor, you'd be like, oh shit, <laughs> right? That's pretty good. And he's he's the villain on a TV show for Marvel. It's it's <laughs> it, it's kind of crazy, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you gonna do? Um, okay. Well, we have a couple of other things we were gonna talk about. Uh, yeah. And let's do it. No, I I know we're going long here, but I think we should just do it because it, this is these are two the last two things I think that we have to cover are kind of big and cool. Yeah, definitely. So let's what let's kick it let's off it. with. Um, do you want to kick this one off? Uh, I, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna make a purposefully a purposeful break here. Spoiler alert. Big time spoiler alert, guys. Is, this is this is very recent news, and it has to do with comic continuity for IDW's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, if you have not read the last couple of issues, which I think are issues um, 44, 45, or 34, 35, I think it's 44, 45, stop, you know, maybe go read them, then come back. Okay, spoiler alert over. <laughs> Donnie's dead, dude. <laughs> How did you discover this, by the way? Were you reading the actual comic, or has it no? Not come out although yet? I have read, I have read a few issues of that IDW Ninja Turtle series. It's pretty good. They try to do kind of like what the original Eastman and Lard's um, version back in the eighties. It's kind of darker. It's it's very far away from the cartoon show or the kids movies from the nineties. Right. It's a lot uh, grittier, kind of more Batman Daredevilish in a way. So, uh, but when is it happening? Right. Go ahead. Uh, I did read this particular issue, and so what ends up happening is Bebop and Rocksteady, uh, the, the the turtles are going on a mission. Three of the turtles are going on a mission to, to do something. Which three, or which right? which one stays behind? Donatello stays behind. Mm. And so Shredder, um, they're basically trying to, to, to do something to help Shredder. It's a weird kind of situation, but the agreement is that Bebop and Rocksteady are going to stay with Donatello and I think somebody, one other character um, and kind of watch them. And if the Turtles fail in their mission, they're just going to beat the living crap out of Donatello. Like, that is the consequence if they right, fail. Right, right. Like, so that's Shredder forcing the Turtles' hand, so to speak. So he's being held hostage, they, essentially. Basically, yeah, he's being held hostage. The, the Turtles fail. <laughs> they fail their mission. Way to go, guys. And, yeah, way, way to go other three right. turtles uh and bebop and rocksteady just start wail. oh i remember who the other one it's the metal robot metalhead okay metal uh, turtle um so it's metalhead and donatello bebop and rocksteady just start wailing on donatello and metalhead and they put up a fight and they try to there's a moment where you feel like they're gonna turn the tide and do it and then no <laughs> like they uh, Bebop and Rocksteady basically take I don't know if it's like a sledgehammer, but they take some kind of blunt object, and they just thrash Donatello so hard that it cracks his shell oh, man. and kills him. Like, and he's just there bleeding and dead. How okay? So and how then, dead is he? Because is it like do you see his his like just his cranium just completely cracked wide open, or is he just kind of like out of it? Does he like just um, take like a? a you don't a see hard his punch. face crushed in. You don't. Yeah, you don't see his face crushed in or anything. His shell is completely like crushed right. though. 
like through into his body and there's blood everywhere. I mean, he looks, he looks dead. He looks like Superman after doomsday. Like he looks like Dunsey's. Right. And we all know that Superman stayed dead after that. Right. Well, you know, but again, this is comic book. So they might, I'm sure they're going to try to, they're going to bring him back in some way. I don't know how. Right. Right. But maybe it's like a clone or who knows what they're going to do. Matt, maybe they'll get Mephesto to come in. (laughs) And Splinter will be the like, answer to everything. I, yeah. I disavow my love for my turtle students, my sons. Just bring back Donnie. They will never know me again. Bring back Donnie. I don't know what they're going to do. But he looks he looks done. Like, he seriously looks dead. Okay, you seem, like, convinced that he's going to die. But of course he's not going to die, dude. They don't kill no, characters. Not, well, but maybe, they, maybe he stays dead for a couple of years. I mean, maybe he's going to be dead for a while. Either way, it's an impactful thing. Yeah. And I know you're asking me. I know you're like, why are you getting so worked about this? Donatello is my favorite Ninja Turtle. Right, which is... So, going on record here, which... I don't understand. <laughs> which I'm sure you think is... Yeah. At all. I mean, when I got into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Donnie was like the guy I always forgot about. It was like, oh, right, Donatello. Like, people would ask me, can you name the four Ninja Turtles? I'd be like, yeah, of course. Michelangelo, yeah. Raphael, Leonardo, and, oh, shit, who's that fourth motherfucker? The guy who just carries a stick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ugh, can't think of it. That's You know, it's really funny. They uh, they actually address that in the comic and in the... There's a new Nickelodeon cartoon show where... Like Donatello gets like really bummed out because like they're they're always fighting. Yeah, and know, he's got whoever. the lamest weapon. And he's got a stick, and he's just like, I have a stupid fucking stick. This sucks. And like Master Splinter's like, it's not about the stick, it's about the man who welds the stick or whatever. And and but Donatello's like, No, come on, this is bullshit. Like, you're seriously, you're just giving me a stick. This is dumb. And so finally, uh Master Splinter like changes his weapon, and it's basically a stick that can break into three pieces and has like little blades that come out on the sides mm. and that's a real weapon like that's some kind of real asian <laughs> weapon that's out there uh, technical and so then yeah, yeah. The, go ahead i i don't know the name it's of it i have no it's asian some weapon. crazy name sounding it's like a kurashika con i don't know it, i don't know what <clears throat> okay yeah but anyway so he changes to that weapon but it still turns into a staff if he wants it to um but you're right. He is generally considered the lame character. I always liked him because he was kind of cerebral and he was always trying to think his way out of situations as opposed to just fighting everything. Yeah, wasn't um, he like? Was he like a, into science or was he like? Yeah, he's into science and technology, inventing. Yeah. Stuff. See, when I was a kid, I was into Michelangelo because like he was funny. He was fun. He had yeah. nunchucks, which were like cool weapons. You know, yeah. he would like hit on April. He was kind of a dick. Like I don't know. I thought yeah. he was awesome. And like you know, yeah. that was what I was into as a kid. I wasn't into fucking science. Yeah. Okay. Well, I liked Peter Parker too. Like, remember who I am, and it makes sense. Is Donnie the Peter Parker of of Teenage Mutant? A little Ninja bit. Shows? He's uh, he's. Is he... So who's Michelangelo? Iron Man? Is he? Is he? Is he Peter Parker? Or no, Michelangelo. Oh, nice. Michelangelo is <laughs> definitely not title. Iron Man. Michelangelo. I would. S- has like the personality of Iron Man, but Iron Man's also a genius. But. Michelangelo is kind of a... And he's also kind of a dick. Kind of a doofus. He's a little bit Raphael. He's a little both. A little both. Raphael and Michelangelo. Yeah. Captain America is Leonardo, of course. My, yeah, of course. My brother's favorite is Raphael, by the way. Makes sense, because your brother's a dick. No, oh, my kidding. God. Raphael, love you, Rodeo. essentially, in, in yeah. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Raphael is just like the protagonist. He's like the main Yeah, guy. he is a super dick. He just storms off and like he... No, I didn't say super yeah. dick. I said the protagonist. Like He's like the main oh, okay. guy. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. He is the main character. Yeah. But he storms off, 
and he gets beaten. Yeah, you're right. He's kind of emo. Kind of Actually, sinful. he might be more Peter Parker than anyone else. Oh, emo yeah. Peter Parker. Well, anyway, so um, now in in your mind, Abe, yeah, yeah. How did the meeting at IDW go? Do you think? <laughs> yeah, no. This was so probably the, when, the quickest, the fastest fucking meeting ever. It was like, guys, we're doing it. We're killing off. One of the Ninja Turtles, um, but we're calling this meeting today because, uh, well, we have to we have to decide which one. Oh, Donnie, end of meeting. <laughs> lunch. Time to cut go to the paint. No, okay, sorry. Cut. The- <laughs> I was gonna cut say the cut the check. <laughs> that was yeah. probably the uh, quickest meeting yeah. ever. Um, yeah, I don't. Okay, you're not gonna kill off. I mean, I guess you could have killed off any of them, but Donnie is, is, is the clear choice. I mean, he's got to be, okay. just merchandise-wise, the least popular of the Ninja Turtles. Pro- probably. I, I don't have the numbers to back that up, but you're, you're probably not far off or not wrong about that. But anyway, so Donnie's dead. Long live Donnie. Uh, rest in peace, Donnie. Donatello. You were my favorite. I hope they bring you back, and I hope it's not through some bullshit Mephesto. Could be Mephesto. Could be that he was, like, frozen in time, uh, and they discover him on another planet. Yeah, maybe he's in a thing of ice. Maybe he's in a thing of ice. Exactly. Yeah. God. Or maybe maybe four Donatellos come back, and they all claim to be Donatello, but one of them is, like, a kid. And one of them's like half robot. Yeah, you know what he needs. Ooze. He does. They need some more ooze. Ooze. It's the totally, ooze would totally fix this. They need some ooze or turtle wax. Turtle wax or ooze right. or maybe a com- maybe if you or combine both them combination. Yeah, turtle ooze. That- You're welcome, IDW. <laughs> we helped you get out of your stupid story jam. Okay, and the last thing, switching gears. Oh yeah. We, we can do this really quick, but we definitely have to mention it because it was, like, probably the coolest thing I watched all week. Yeah. So, yeah, and and this is the thing. This is the kind of thing where seeing really is believing or seeing really is enjoying. So we're definitely going to link this to the post so everyone can watch it because we could try to tell you what happens and what goes on. It's really just you need to watch it and hear it because it's awesome. It's just pure awesomeness. I'm, of course, talking about the um, recently released fan film another fan film like last week's kind of theme this one is star wars and it's animated it's a short film it's about seven minutes long made by a guy named paul johnson who did the animation and direction and then who was it that did the uh do you recall who did the music oh something like no actually i don't but i can look it up okay no, let, me, let me get it it's uh it's zakir Rahman, i think oh, is how you, you say go. his name and the reason i i make mention of zakir is that this the music to this there's no dialogue it's just music it's so, like watching a really awesome music so video. it's before you get into the music like yeah. it's an animated star wars movie that's drawn hand drawn over mm-hmm. four years to, and it looks like basically like japanese anime um if you can kind of picture that like old school japanese yeah if you're anime. a fan of voltron or robotech right like it's in that vein uh, but anyway, yeah, keep going because yeah. No, if you want to go ahead and explain what the before I get oh, into the right. music, oh right, okay, I so it's called. Right. Go ahead and explain just what it is, real. It's quick. called Tie Fighter, and it's actually from the perspective of an empire, um, or what do you call like uh, uh, the the imperial the imperial fighters, fighters um, fighting against um, 
The oh Rebel my god, one. I am so behind on my on my Star Wars. Uh, I guess I well, haven't okay. done it. It's funny because you were talking about this before yeah. we got on air, and you were nailing everything. Uh, but yeah, the Rebel Alliance. The Rebel Alliance. Um, I mean, it's it's straightforward action essentially. Uh, it's you know, it starts off with a little bit of a build up, but then it's just back and forth, just you know, both sides going at it. Um, real casualties here. Real casualties. Like, people getting killed left and right. Real action. I don't know if this is like referencing an actual battle that takes place in somewhere in the Star Wars universe storyline, but like the Battle of Kashyyyk. Or <laughs> yeah, right. right? Like, um, but. It's just, it's super cool. If you like, if you're a Star Wars fan, if you're an anime fan, um, either one, um, if, you're, if, if you, you happen like to be action. both, um, you should really check it out. It's, it's not even that long, and it looks super cool, but what takes it over the edge, I think, is the oh, music, because, yeah. oh, yeah. man. It's, it's awesome. It's so 80s. It is, it is, like, the best homage version of, like, 80s, like, metal rock, like, hairband. Right, right kind of rock but like but not good. not obnoxious yeah, right. like yeah like good like it's so good that soundtrack right yeah, it's, it's essentially ramen. like Just, if someone told you okay take take like the 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 soundtrack to like 80s animated action movies they were kind of cheesy but kind of cool definitely cool at the time at least for kids like i i, I thought the soundtrack to like transformers was amazing in that the, the animated yeah. movie in the 80s oh, yeah. so it's it's very much inspired by that kind of music, but but like made more modern and just cooler sounding. Uh, and it's uh, it's so well done. It fits this is so well. this is totally not us being ironic or tongue in cheek. No, no, like, it really this is. This is just good. sharing a little piece of a fan made um, content. You know, we were just talking about this last week about you know how we're excited about the fact that you know we're probably going to be getting a lot of really cool fan made movies um you know as it becomes easier and and cheaper to produce and um and of course <laughs> it didn't even take that long for us to find one that's super cool i really recommend it it's called tie fighter look it up online watch it it's seven minutes long tell us what you think on the twitter or the facebook um but yeah dude i i thought this video was great and i hope you see more stuff like this i hope it doesn't take another four yeah. years <laughs> until we see yeah it and i'm actually I'm a little concerned. Uh, hopefully, they don't run into this problem. But typically, Star Wars stuff um, gets taken down pretty quickly. Or yeah, used right. To. And that's that's going to be so, the issue with any fan made uh, movie about anything that's trademark content. But um, mm-hmm. but you know, I yeah. Then again, it's it's free. Publicity, but Disney owns Star you know? Wars now, and Marvel. I mean, Di- Star Wars is officially part of Marvel too now, and so and Marvel. Like we we go right back going right back to the beginning of this podcast, we're talking about how smart Marvel is about all their marketing and stuff. I'm sure that they're aware of this film and and see the buzz that it's getting, and they just launched a whole bunch of Star Wars comic books, right? And I'm sure they they're like, okay, cool, this is just going to feed into everything, and I'm hopefully they'll let it continue to exist. Right, I agree. Um, but anyway, definitely go check it out. It's awesome. And I think that should do yeah, it for this week, man. It. I mean, we've, yep. we, uh, we definitely, we definitely, we brought the quantity, we brought guys. The quantity. We lived up to our name, the most <laughs> takes, the podcast with the most, most takes. And oh my God, dude, it was just left and right. Just takes, take, take, take after take, take, take after take. They should call us the robbers because we're taking so much. So, oh my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll catch you guys All next right. week. Um, next time. Yep. Next Stay super, everyone. See you guys later.